What? This even up? It's your boy Crabman. A little blurry, but I'll fix that. And my blurry boy Heckenstein. Here in this very kind of litany. <coughs> There we go. Welcome to this much sharper hypnotic hoot out. How? Oh, dare I even ask how you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> Should I, let, let me let me tell the story like David Lynch would. Oh. So imagine glass um, shards on the floor. Mm. Camera zooms out. Mm. Four days before, earlier. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So my week. Uh, I guess last 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 week mm. we didn't really talk about what happened with my. I, I I would love to say like crazy B word flatmate, but I know there's a lot of sexist history hinging on this combination of words uh, last time i said that uh, to i told i used that phrasing i didn't say to mbali <laughs> i used that phrasing she said that not all women are like that that <laughs> was a little bit funny and of course i know that and i didn't you know i didn't even think i'd say something that would imply that i think that mm. because gender has nothing to do with that like most women are not like that and most crazy people aren't like that either. So keep that in mind before I start my story. I feel like the disclaimer is worse than what you said. Oh, shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <clears throat> um, try, uh, I read a, a quote that was, uh, try your best until you know better, mm. then do better. So That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah I'm not, not going to... I'll try my best. <laughs> yeah. Read up on that a little bit more, maybe. In any case, so last week before the hoot out on Thursday, mm -hmm. I was in the sunny uh, on the sunny side of our uh, flat uh, on the balcony. We have two, which you have to go through to get on. Get you have got the. the you have to get through um, my flat my my flatmate's room to get on the balcony, but she's always been fine with that. But of course, we've had a little trouble, some problems. Um, she had like multiple, I don't know, very aggressive outbursts uh, on different occasions. I've even learned of of of. One additional one I was not uh, there to witness. Uh, yeah, she's she's got like really, really. Um, well, I don't think it's anger issues, but she's got problems. <laughs> I think last time we talked about her, which was probably the time I got really angry. Um, yeah. We we um, diagnosed her <laughs> from our armchair psychology uh, couch uh, with a narcissistic personality disorder which I'm still convinced is uh, 
right is the right term. But yeah, it was yeah. So she didn't. She had it out for me, I guess, because I I well called her on a bullshit. Yeah, uh, I stood up for myself. I got loud. Um, so I was there. Like she, she's she's been like. Uh, with a friend, then in on a vacation, and then he's she's staying somewhere else. Since then, more or less, just comes um, into our flat occasionally to get stuff. Um, and yeah, I was on the balcony, chilling in the sun, drinking a beer, relaxing. And she came back, saw me there, and promptly closed the doors to the balcony. So I couldn't get in anymore, but I didn't really realize she did that at the time. Uh, I realized she was there and um, just stayed on the balcony a little bit until she left because I didn't want to really have a conflict there. But yeah, she she locked me out <laughs> on the balcony. Luckily, I had my mobile phone, called my other flatmate, um, called her as well to ask if she really did this. Mm. And she was... Yeah, she she wasn't concerned with me, as a narcissist uh, wouldn't be, but more like how how there could be a solution so, so she isn't bothered by it anymore. Like, mm -hmm. have you checked the window? Have you, yeah, all that all that bullshit. Um, of course, there was no way out. So my other flatmate friend came to the rescue. It was like quite an hour away to open up, let me out. Yeah, <clears throat> so that was the Thursday, Friday, where the hoodout. I didn't mention it because I, I wasn't that bothered by it. I mean, I knew this wasn't like on accident or maybe it was an accident, but it was like, like um, you know, subconsciously malicious um, thing she did. She claims that she didn't know that you couldn't open the doors like from the balcony side. But she's lived there for eight years, so she should know. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's she's gone on a vacation the, this week. Um, so Monday, I mean Sunday, I was, I was here, watched movies with your sister, which was nice, really, really great time. Uh, Monday was was awesome. I mean, we had like the best weather here in yeah. Leipzig, so I decided that I'll make make a little vacation day out of it. Mm -hmm. Stayed most of the time on the other side, on the other balcony, because it was too hot to uh, be on the sun side. Just like made some gin tonics and relaxed read comics, read a little bit in a book. Um, just chilled there. It was a great time. And we all had like a great time. We all came back, like all the other flatmates. Um, <clears throat> great, great day. Then Tuesday, was Tuesday. I think it was still really relaxed day. Everyone was pretty happy. Um, did all stuff. Mm, so <laughs> Wednesday, mm, <laughs> Wednesday, I started to to get like. So this is this is what's happening. I am, I'm. I guess I'm an empath. I'm someone who's really empathic and thus I'm a really good target for narcissists. And um, 
I think, oh yeah, that's that happened on, on Tuesday. I, I think, did I write anything? Or did she write anything? I'm not, not sure. So, something, some message was sent over our uh, flatmate signal group and she basically said that, um, right, yes, now I remember. She said, <laughs> she said that um, I am not allowed in, in her room anymore. I can't go on through her room to the balcony because I threatened her, was her uh, word. And I, I, I think I corrected her and said, I'm, I didn't threaten you. I just told you off. So in, in German it was, um, I, I said, uh, ich habe dich nicht bedroht. Ich, uh, ich habe dich, you know, hab dich nicht bedroht. Ich habe dir gedroht. Which is like a significant difference. So I, I didn't threaten her anything like violence-wise, but I did tell her that she would get to know me on like on, a, on my bad side, I guess, if she continue her harassment. Of course, she did hear like that she has just to be a normal person for me to ignore her. Uh, she just heard the threatening part. Das was her like argument and yeah I wrote her that I didn't threaten her and she wrote back I felt threatened and like everybody in my flat read that as well you know and they were all pretty furious <laughs> with that um, yeah I think I wrote to her um, I didn't threaten you I just uh, told you off and everybody else in the flat knows that as well. So quit your whining. <laughs> That's what <Yes>. I wrote. <laughs> but she just wrote like, I felt threatened. And then we just ignored her. But you know, that, that really, that really messes with you. And everybody was like a little bit on edge on Tuesday. And then Wednesday I was on edge. And then we had like, like rainy day. And then uh, I didn't even feel like coming over like through all the rain. It was just like, oh, it's just so exhausting to to have this flatmate just. And I knew that she would be back like on the weekend, and was like already dreading that, because that's what she wrote. Like she she'd be back on the weekend, um, for something else, whatever. Mm. So Thursday rolls around. Uh, we are all. I think there was like a national holiday or like a holiday here. There was Menatag. Right. Yes. So it was really rainy, so nobody really did anything. <laughs> yeah. um, I was still. No, that was Wednesday. Wednesday was that. What? The holiday. Yeah. Menatag. That was oh. yesterday. Oh, it's right. always a Thursday. Right, right. Okay. How so do you not know that? I, I don't like this. You're in your 30s. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> I, I ignore it. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry that it's so confused of the story, but I, I'll, I promise we're getting to the meat and the glass on the floor. So keep that in mind. Uh, so on Wednesday, I was really exhausted. I didn't want to do anything. Um, I just decided to do like the bare minimum of cooking with what I ha had, which was um, I still had like a pumpkin, a butternut pumpkin and some potatoes. So mm -hmm. I just cut it up with um, olive, olive oil and spices, put it in the oven and just let it on. But then my flatmates came and I said, hey, if you want, I made pretty a lot of it. So they were like, cool, you want to eat together or something? I was like, yeah, why not? Why not? Why not? It's nice. 
so they they got a little bit more food and then we made food and then a friend of my other flatmate came and then I don't know, it was just so nice. We listened to one of my playlists, <laughs> ate, had fun. We had such a good time. And um, then we started just partying <laughs> because the next day is uh, free day, Thursday's free. So we listened to music. We It went until 1 a.m. when I said, like, guys, I gotta, gotta sleep. I'm so tired. I'm, I'm tired since two or three hours, but it just was so fun. So I, I stayed, but now I, I gotta go. They were like, oh no, please stay, no, 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 get to sleep, stay strong. Something that, that I have trouble with, <laughs> but that worked out. And then, yeah, I got to <clears throat> I got to go to bed, listen to them a little bit more, having fun and stuff, being loud. And it was just so, you know, it was like this, what, what our flat could be. Mm. Everybody had a good time. <clears throat> so then... Thursday comes around <laughs> and everybody's still really chill like everything's fine um, like by accident we ate together again like uh, in the early evening because they they made food I was hungry I, I went in the kitchen they were ah, come join us let's eat something I love my flatmates I really do um, again had a great time everybody went to their room I uh, watched some Ted Lasso cried a little bit was just so like ah, so nice here why is it so nice why can't it be so nice every time and then crash <laughs> boom and i thought like oh no somebody left the doors open because we have a really strong draft and um the probably the kitchen door slammed shut and we've got like a little glass window and it shattered we were always afraid of that happening. So I went out, see the, the, the door, see the glass on the floor, and I see my um, <coughs> my horrible, <coughs> horrible, <coughs> horrible, horrible flatmate there staring at me, like really like this, like such an angry face, like lips tight, uh, white from the pressure she applies to, to the lip like really staring daggers at me and I'm like you gotta be kidding me are you crazy and then I think and I wanted to say no wait I know you're crazy why am I even asking that but I didn't even get to say anything because my other flatmates all came out and what fell was simultaneously from their rooms Everybody's just staring, and like the our little, uh, like the our smallest, um, lightest um, flatmate, just like made her way around me to just start shouting at her. <laughs> You've got to be kidding me! It's just not. You can't do that. And stop. And then then she like oh, the problematic flatmate. We, answer like something like well you ah, right because um sorry i forgot something <laughs> so flashback uh we we had on tuesday we also had like we sat together and, and talked about what we're gonna do we're gonna answer her and like with this threat stuff and i said like no leave it leave it no worries but i wanna i wanna take that fucking poster that she put there uh, just to spite everyone and i'm gonna take it down 
roll it up, put it in front of a door, door and everybody's like, ah, I know, I know we should do that. And I was like, I don't care. I, I don't want to see that fucking piece of shit there. <laughs> so I took it down, rolled it up, put it there. And apparently, which I, I guess I, I kind of knew because I didn't, you know, I didn't leave like the, the scotch tape off. So it, uh, it went on the thing. So if you pull it up and you're not like really careful, you're going to rip it. And I thought like, maybe you can do it without ripping. Maybe you can't. Who cares? <laughs> and yeah, so that had happened. She saw that. She got angry. She tried to do it. He ripped her own poster up and threw it there, then threw the door multiple times, like in a short order, apparently. I, I, I don't remember hearing that, but my, my memory, again, is really fuzzy because of all the adrenaline. And um, yeah, the glass window shattered. Again, like everybody came, comes down uh, shouting at her and she said, I'm so angry. And everybody shouts like simultaneously, we are angry too. And then she says, I want to live here anymore. We say, we don't want you to live here. Just go. <laughs> she said, I'm going to go. I just want to take my stuff. And he said, take your stuff. Go. Leave now. You can't stay here. That's too much. And even like the or new flatmate who doesn't really get involved was also like that's it's too much you gotta go now that's you you can't do that and my other flatmate um, she she even said like I wish you all the best she said but you gotta go now <laughs> that's too much it's just yeah and then she yeah like the problematic flatmate didn't even know how to respond from all of us like she got really angry she stared at us then she apparently i didn't see it she looked at the other side i only saw the back of her head she just remained there for like what felt like 10 seconds still and i was like prepared to catch her if she you know i thought she would jump on my other flatmate and rip her face off or something but apparently she she kind of looked like she got to her senses for a second kind of realized what what's what's up and then she went into her own room we just stared at the glass at the floor and then uh said yeah what's what the fuck are you going to do with that now and then the problematic flap maybe came out again and said i'm gonna i'm gonna put that all away all the the um the glass shards i'm gonna Cleaned it up, and everyone was like, "Good," and went to their separate rooms. And she put up all of her stuff, um, made the glass away stuff, uh, cleaned up the glass shards, and went again to wherever she's staying now. And we all gathered in one of the rooms of our rooms, and just you know, everybody was just shaking, and the cat was like really. Um, proud of everyone because we really really got the chance to together stand against her and show her that we have like it's full you can't we we, we can't get we can we want to we are not gonna take more of this shit um gonna we had like a moment to all together stand up and stand against her and it was really dramatic and everybody was it was really what we're going to do now i mean like the girls didn't feel safe anymore just like just worried that she would come back or stuff like that and 
Uh, we're wondering what, what can we do because we can't kick her out. Why not? Because it's legally impossible. She's on on the um, just change the locks, put her stuff on the curb, <laughs> let her hire a lawyer and try to sue you for that or whatever. But <laughs> yeah, um, this is this is the thing. Yeah, I uh, I said that as well, but everybody was like, ah, or like most. Like the new, the new guy was like, ah, we can't do that. And ah, she will just get more angry and stuff like that. But I said like, it's, it's kind of not how it doesn't matter what she feels like. If, if we don't feel safe in our own flat, we got to do something. Um, so we've got a regular lock and a special lock. And the special lock, funny story, um, we only lock on uh christmas when like everybody's gone hmm. and two years ago when we did that the problematic flatmate came back first and she forgot that we do that and didn't have a key for that nice. so she was standing in front of it she had to call someone who like drilled a hole in it right to get into the, in the in the flat yeah so we didn't have that lock anymore but she bought a new lock but she never installed it because it was like too much work, too complicated. She she always like said like, yeah, she's gonna do it eventually. But that was like two years ago. Mm. Um, so I I uh, I took a look at the new lock and the old one, and with a little help from my other flatmates, we installed it like in fifteen minutes without looking at the instructions, just like try and arrowing it, <laughs> and yeah. We locked it, and we wrote her that it's now locked, and if she want to, she wants to come over, she's got to tell us, and then we can let her in. Nice. Uh, <laughs> she she already answered that this is uh, legally not possible. She always can, rah, 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 rah. and I just told everyone that yeah, just let her let her have her tantrum. Um, she can call the police. It's not gonna hurt us anything. They are not gonna like do anything. Um, but yeah, we're basically waiting for the next thing. She already told us that she will be back Sunday, which is when we wanted to have like a nice breakfast all together. It's like, it's like she feels that we are happy or we are planning to be happy. And then this happens because like, again, Thursday was, was awesome. Mm. No, Wednesday was awesome. And Thursday we, we got, we got our little explosion there. Mm. Yeah, and I watched like a lot of videos about narcissists again. Um, I even like told everyone uh, a technique. I don't know if you know that the uh, gray rock. Which so if you have if you have a narcissist in your life, the best thing is is to just cut him off, just never see him again, cut him out of your life, because narcissists are really toxic people who will ruin your your life, your health. Um, so this is the, the best thing you can do. If you can't do that, if it's, for example, a flatmate <laughs> or it, if it's your parents or if it's someone else in your family or a coworker or a boss, I mean, if it's your boss, you should quit, but if you can't, um, so gray rock, uh, is a method that's centers around being as boring as gray rock so the narcissist uh, loses interest in you 
So if they ask you something, you answer as short as possible. If you can, if you just yes or no, uh, ideally you don't even say yes or no. You just say mm-hmm or mm-hmm. You don't look them in the eye. You don't tell them anything about you. Never tell narcissists anything about your personal life because they will use it against you. Um, yeah, and then like over time, the narcissist won't get uh, won't get supply, and the supply is either attention. Uh, I mean, it's always attention, but attention can be like positive, like you are like, oh, it's great what you are doing, blah blah blah, or negative attention, conflict, discussions. Uh, conflict, yeah, in general. Uh, so you gotta cut them off of the supply, so the narcissist goes and finds someone else. Uh, of course, <laughs> I told that everyone, <laughs> and then she uh, smashed the door, and everybody ran out, shouting at her, doing the exact opposite. But I guess in that uh, in that situation, it was the right thing to do because yeah, you have to set boundaries. She uh, she she looked so surprised and. And I, I don't think she she really uh, she she really thought that we were all together gonna stand up and show her that there are limits what she can do. Um, yeah, but as I said, uh, we wrote her that she can only come <laughs> if we she tells us so. She already answered that. Well, uh, she it's her. Um, flat so she can come and go as she wants um, so legally we can't do anything and if we don't let her in she's gonna call she's gonna yeah call, call the police um, I told everybody just don't engage leave let her let her uh, rent and um, then she said uh, her uh, her uh, alternative is that we are just gonna leave all her stuff be just don't touch it and she will be there as little as possible <laughs> um, she hasn't said anything about the door she smashed <laughs> or about the tantrum she had it's just it's just about her again. So yeah, now we gonna ignore her. But isn't there something you can do? I mean, it can't be that you have to stay with a person who destroys uh, the flat and disrupts the peace and all that stuff. Um, can you talk to your uh, landlord about how to get them removed? No, the landlord can't do anything. Only thing the landlord can do is with our approval they could like nullify our contract but we don't want that because the contract is uh, over 20 years old and you don't get like <laughs> you don't get the conditions we have and if they want to get rid of us they'd have to pay us lots of money so now we we can't do anything there legally we can't um can kick her out but we can we can do what we are doing now like we can lock the door and make her you know, announce when she comes. We don't have to give her a key. Um, we have to let her in, of course, mm. when she can call the police, but we can also call the police. And we are like four people who can tell that, that she is a violent person, which she is. Um, have you documented the damage? No. Do God. it. 
Yeah, we should have taken pictures, yeah. I mean, the glass is still broken, right? Yeah. yeah. Just take a picture of that. And <laughs> maybe it would be a good idea to call the police every time she freaks out and she breaks something. Mm -hmm. And just to, like, even, like, obviously they're not going to do anything. Yeah. But that you have, like, this history of her. Yeah. So that maybe at some point you can get a restraining order. Yeah, possibly. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's tough. I, I, we looked a little bit into possible scenarios to get rid of her, but I don't see anything we can do. Uh, that's a good idea to... I mean, at the very least, if she knows that, you know, anytime she pulls a stunt like this, you call the police, uh, the harassment of that alone mm. um, hopefully makes her think twice. There have to be consequences, because the thing is she can do this stuff because there's, yeah, there's no consequence for her. Well, we made sure she, there were some consequences. She didn't like that. Yeah, she so didn't. you're mad at her for five minutes, but in the end, that's her preferred state of being, isn't it? <laughs> I guess she's livid now, too. <laughs> I mean, she, she wrote like three messages or four <laughs> in response today, and nobody uh, reacts to it. I think it's going to make her mad, hopefully. I mean, I think at the very least it would be good to maybe just talk to the police what options you have there. If this is something where you can mm -hmm. call them about, that you can sort of build a thing and yeah. just see what you... Just so that it's not just... Because, yes, maybe she was surprised and maybe it was awkward for her for two minutes. But two minutes later, she has already justified it in her head why you are wrong. Well, and she, yeah, she keeps doing forgets. the same she thing again and again. Yeah. It's well, the we, negative of tension thing. Yeah, we have we have uh, like calling the police uh, when she does something like that. That's already all planned. Yeah, for sure. I, I think checking it before is a good idea too. Uh, probably we'll look into that. And um, I mean that excessive screaming and stuff. That's also disturbing the peace and shit like that, right? I don't know. Maybe. I think, I mean, obviously when people can call the police if you listen to music too loud, mm. you probably can call the police if someone is having a screaming fit. Yeah, I guess. Or at the very least to call them to just check up on this person who is having a mental breakdown or something. Yeah. yeah just so that there's someone there where she feels especially awkward about it. Because, you know, it's a different kind of authority than just you guys that she has been walking over for years. Yeah, especially because she can't pull her her stunts with the police because she will get arrested. <laughs> she can't like shout and curse. Ah, I still have some. Um, yeah, definitely. But oh boy, I tell you, it's 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 rough living in a flat where you you are afraid of your flatmate. I mean, I'm I'm constantly under stress now. Yeah. Like it started Tuesday with the with the message. Uh, I, I did manage to cope. Um, I also like, you know, talked to my therapist about that. My therapist also like, um, yeah, it's not, is a bit worried. Um, I mean, it really increased my. Um, my alcohol and uh, yeah consumption you know and she wasn't happy about that um, so I reduced that this week um, because I can yeah, I see that I, I can see that I mean I feel like like I got it in my bones like I have lots of um, like my joints are painful now 
I can't do what, what I, my my usual morning routine yoga stuff. I can't do a couple of um, things anymore because they hurt too much. Like uh, on my on my left, what's that handgelenk? Wrist. Wrist. Yeah. Uh, which I don't use for anything really. So I don't know. Maybe sleeping weird or st stuff like that. But I think like just the stress is just like um, accumulating. Hmm. You know what's that? Uh, Entzündung. Inflammation. Inflammation. Yeah, and of course, the beer doesn't help with inflammation either. But mm. I think it's like ninety percent stress. I also have got the the heavy chest, and uh, like like I have something in my throat today. It's just today. Like today is like peak peak stress for me. I mean, I guess yesterday, technically yesterday was... No, that's not true. I think like yesterday, I mean, it peaked uh, on the confrontation, mm -hmm. but because we could let our stress out, like shout at her, see her gone, and then, you know, I just did some sport, and then I changed the lock, <laughs> which helped. Um, but it's hey, just Anna. crazy. Ah, hey, Anna. Sorry yeah. to hear that, get better soon. Yeah, thanks, thanks. <laughs> well, I don't know when she's gonna when she's gonna move out. So there's just like just this uncertainty and you know, I, I can feel my heart like hurting when mm -hmm. I'm there. And like driving here uh, with my bike was was just you know, I could physically feel how I how the stress went down, mm. and he, being here is just great. I mean, I still am under more stress than I normally am, mm -hmm. yeah. but um, it's it's just crazy that like one person can have such an if impact effect on like four other people living there. Yeah, like she terrorizes us, literally. <laughs> Mm. And it's like, I mean, it's a, that's a health concern for us. Yeah? Mm. I mean, I wonder if... I mean, if she can harass you and, you know, uh, pull all her stunts and there's nothing you can do, then you can do that too. Yeah. And maybe there is a point at which there has to be warfare. Yeah. To just make oh, sure. it unbearable for her to live there. Throw out all her stuff or something. Anytime she buys food, just throw it out. <laughs> yeah, well, she's not there buying any food anymore. But... Or just take her stuff out of her room, put it in the cellar or some shit. Like, just <laughs> do things to, like, make it unbearable and be in her face all the time so that she doesn't want to be there. Because right now, I think it's more that you guys don't want her to be there. And she's just happy about having someone to harass and I abuse. I don't think she's happy. No, no. I think, I think she's probably... Maybe not as stressed as we are, mm -hmm. but she I think she's a lot, under a lot of stress because, I mean, she's lived there for eight years and now she's being forced out by us. I mean, she sees herself always as the victim. Sure, but her stress is being funneled into the abuse of you guys. So mm -hmm. she has an outlet. Um, her outlet is the stress that, it's, that you have, mm -hmm. basically. So... You know, if it becomes more that you guys are her active stress to that she, yeah, maybe doesn't feel safe there or yeah. just doesn't want to set foot in that thing anymore. Um, then, yeah. That's definitely um, 
something I'm aware of that we have the possibility. And uh, if she, should she, we, we give her the chance to be like to do the, her stuff on Sunday. We're going to do our breakfast anyway. Mm. And if she like, she's becomes a problem again, I think we're going to, going to force her out. And then um, I'm going to tell her that she, that we can um, tolerate her if she's, decent but if she wants an open warfare she will get one and um yeah i think i have a lot of criminal energy in me <laughs> that's just waiting for this is also like like my brain already works like in this weird paranoid way mm. so as you know i already i've already prepared i'm already preparing for the worst yeah. um so she's gonna she's gonna draw the, the short straw on that, um, but it might still happen. And I'm and I'm I'm thinking that uh, we shouldn't like we shouldn't try to push this because uh, this will create more stress for us as well. I think it's better if we if we don't need to engage her, and uh, maybe she's learned her lesson there now. Yes, if. I'm not really confident, but um, <laughs> not gonna go like farther than I have to. Um, but I will, I will go. I will check her moves. If she, <laughs> the more aggressive she gets, the more aggressive I will get. And um, yeah, in the end, we'll see where. Pull it a is. Roland and take away her door. <laughs> <laughs> Store it here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's an idea for sure. I mean, I can just like put it off and put it in her room. I don't think she's able to put it back there. I don't know. I will. I don't know what what I'll do, what we'll do. But there's there's a lot of stuff that's possible. Just like yeah, I, I thought like maybe you can get you can order some. Um, or find some um, moths. Some mm -hmm. clothes moth and put it in her uh, cupboard. <laughs> you know, stuff like that that she really can't trace back to me, but we'll see my powder in her bed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, just like, I don't know, like a rotten tomato somewhere in her stuff because that mm. stuff's nuts. But yeah, stuff like that because uh, my worry is my, why would she actually move out? I mean, she talks about but why would she actually do it at this point? I think she's she's paying double right now to live somewhere else because she doesn't want to live with us. So just the, the money-wise, I think she has. Um, but still, with people like that, I feel like I feel like they thrive on the conflict and the chaos. Yeah, and supply I, for the narcissist, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of. But why should like doing more help then? Because so far it's on her terms. It's all on her terms. She causes all the stress. And sure, she also has some, but I feel like that's the same way how, you know, how I'm overly concerned with like social justice stuff uh, to the point where it like breaks my brain a bit, but also and causes me too much stress. But also I thrive on that type of thing because I want to learn about that stuff and I get a lot of, a lot out of that negative emotion of how fucked up everything is. Um, and I feel like for a person with that twisted 
head it's the same way yeah it's conflict but they also like thrive on it and i feel like there's also this uh because as a narcissist you can't back down you can't accept that you are wrong or that you've lost or all, all this type of thing so that even if she now pays double and even if it's stressful i feel like she's gonna fight to the death for her right <laughs> and um and yeah and so far it is all her doing all her terms it's not like you guys are harassing her she's harassing you and yeah all she has to deal with is your reaction but since she creates the reaction she has full control over it so she can create conflict when she's ready to deal with your reaction she can you know make your life hell because she knows all you're gonna do is like give her one talking to and then mm -hmm. it all goes back to normal and so I feel like there needs to be something, a conflict that is not comfortable for her, and that mm -hmm. is getting too much, and that is on your terms. If there's nothing else that can be done, of course. Mm. I mean, this is not advocating being shit or anything, yeah. but... I, I kind of disagree on that, because uh, I think she strives on conflict, whether it be on her terms or not. And I think she already... She's, she's the master of feeling the victim, so you don't have to do much... For her yeah, but she's not a victim yet. So make her a victim so she doesn't enjoy pretending to be a victim anymore. Mm. I, I see that. And that's something we will escalate to. Mm. I just think like at this point, I think after the confrontation where we showed her uh, the limit um, of, of what we're going to tolerate, I think uh, we don't, we shouldn't engage anymore until mm. she does something. And then... Then we can talk again about... <laughs> I understand, because I feel like this moment of the door. where you showed her the limit, it's happened many, many times, right? Yeah, it will happen more times. I mean, um, I don't I don't think she, she can learn out of this, because she never sees what she does to us. She always sees she what happens to her. Yeah, and she will always, um, you know, do this this kind of stuff to, to have conflict. Um, yeah. But if we give her a reason to do it, you know, she if she doesn't have a reason, she usually doesn't have to. She she's not really confrontational. If nothing if nothing happened, she was like getting her stuff. Like for two weeks, we had peace until she found the poster that that triggered her again. I think she does. She does need some something to trigger. But we'll see on Sunday, I guess. Like maybe. Because there's a thing, you know, you, you can't and we won't try to work around her anymore mm -hmm. because she will always find a reason if she needs one. So if we are having a breakfast and having fun and she she's getting her stuff, she will think we are doing that to spite her. and That will be her reason. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Another thing... Uh, I, uh, that was really clear uh, and that really you know, I enjoyed is if she really thought I was threatening her mm. she would have never pulled that shit so that was bullshit <laughs> of course it is yeah but, all bullshit. but yeah I, I think she, she'll learn how threatening I can be um, and I, <laughs> I, I, I mean that's the thing right because now I'm always on on the alert, and that, that's really grinding me down. It's really the, the stress is really unhealthy, and it's it's affecting my productivity. It's affecting my health. Um, 
but I'll be ready if she she pulls some stuff, and I, I want to be there, especially for my flatmates who, yeah, as I said, they they are afraid of her. They they don't know what what's gonna happen. They I don't think they have to be afraid of her because I don't think she's gonna be physical. But who knows? But mm. um, just the thought, like it, it doesn't even have to be like a physical confrontation. You 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 are afraid of. It's just like. Just the thought, just the stress that's like in your heart, just the, the thought that she she could like at any time she could like pop up. Yeah, it's psychological violence. Yeah, it is. Not if it's physical, right? Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. I really slept. Horribly this night as well. It's really fucking with my sleep because I'm I'm already over overly um, alert mm. all the time. But if you give me like a little reason like that, I'm, I'm starting to spin out of control if I don't really watch out. <laughs> but I don't know. On the other hand, I. I see the silver lining as well of all that. First of now, we have like an incident where we all can agree on that she's going too far. Before, it was always like someone was like, ah, oh, well, she's she's going to going through a tough time. She's already looking. Not nobody has much of. Um, I guess the new the new guy still has a little bit um, of what's that called? Midlight again. Um, pity, pity for her, yeah. She because he's like all, the, or she, he, he, he's also very much about like non engagement. Mm. Uh, he didn't want to us to lock the door and tell her and all that stuff, but yeah. Mm. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I feel like I'm really confused. And I could have told that story better. I mean, sorry, David Lynch, for comparing my style to you. <laughs> Didn't quite pan out. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't <sighs> metaphorical enough. Yeah. It was a very straightforward, <laughs> flesh forward style. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, this is. I feel like this illustrates very well the problem with um, always wanting to see the best in people. Mm hmm. You have to see people for what they are, not the best that they could be if they're not, you know. So. And then if someone shows you how they are, believe them, right? Yes, exactly. Exactly that. <sighs> yeah, because some people will abuse that impulse. And then you have years of headaches and sore throats and no sleep. Yeah. No, it's really like narcissists are really weird. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know that there can be this victim narcissist, like the video, uh, Doctor Ramini on YouTube. She's she's done like a whole channel just about narcissism and how to survive uh, with narcissist people around you. What you can do, what you shouldn't do, um, and she calls them. Uh, I think. Uh, well, um, I forgot the, the 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 right term, but basically stealth 
narcissists because the narcissist you you know uh, I don't know how many people really know about narcissism but um, in this world you I think you need to know that because there are so many out there especially in the workplace like your bosses especially in the computer games industry mm -hmm. like uh, basically every boss I had, had was a narcissist well it's not quite right the one boss was fine but he's had like the narcissist boss behind him um, th these are people who who think on, of themselves as better than everybody else and who are only concerned about their own well-being and who cannot and will not consider how other people feel and the stealth narcissist isn't hasn't this grandiose um, appearance the, the stealth narcissist isn't telling you all the time that he's the best in everything he's gonna tell you that um, yeah he, he could be the best but like the world doesn't let him he's or, or she and apparently the stealth narcissism is more in women though I think um, or at least dr. Ramini says like 80 she she estimates that uh 80 of all narcissists are male hmm. but uh, women are catching up fast <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah the, the stealth narcissist is really it's really yeah stealthier in the way that that uh, there's always a reason uh, why they aren't like on top and you think like ah it's that's not a narcissist she's like really humble or she's really humble kind of in a kind of way but if you really listen to them you'll hear that it's every everybody else's fault all the time and that's what she told us and i mean i've, I've lived with her for two years before realizing it and I, I mean i didn't realize it you told it to me after you realized it from my stories that this is obviously a narcissist <laughs> uh, I was surprised that, that that you were surprised to learn this because it's like so so very very obvious. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you listen to the story, it's me 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 me. So what else could it be? <laughs> yeah, I mean we've wasted so much time like trying to explain or like to argue with her. What's up? I mean that's that's the same thing we did with Winky, mm. um, and it's something you should never do. Never argue with a narcissist. Never try to tell them they are narcissists because it won't work they will turn it around and then you will suffer for trying um, but i also feel like there's more to that because i feel like you can be narcissistic but also not be overtly abusive yeah i mean i when you say stealth narcissist without knowing the exact definition i think we fit that that's my immediate reaction to that that no, everybody uh, has like a narcissist like People can be narcissistic in or like have narcissistic um, tendencies, mm. but uh, there's a difference between like a narcissistic personality disorder and just being a little bit narcissistic, <laughs> which of course we are. Like we we should be on top of the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean there is a there is a certain streak of you know thinking you know we know things better in ways and oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure we uh, we feel superior to many um, <laughs> but it doesn't mean that we have to you know 
exec narcissistic abuse. Yeah, we. Um, the more important thing is we care about other people. You know, that's yeah. that's what the narcissistic disorder cannot and will not do. They will never care about other people except if caring helps them. Um, the Dr. Ramini says. Uh, in her experience, there are like four different types of narcissists. Mm. The stealth is one, the, the regular narcissist, the grandiose narcissist, mm. and the malignant narcissist. The, these are like the the people who, the she said, like the Bernie Madoff type, who are criminal as well. They are not only thinking they deserve everything, they take it as well. Mm. They are thieves, cheaters. They are violent. They make great, um, great uh, criminals because because the manipulation you already uh, like a narcissistic person is really great at mani- manipulating people, and uh, a malignant narcissist is is just great at doing that, and also <laughs> um, yeah, breaking the laws and exploiting to a much higher extent. Um, and then uh, she says the fourth one uh, is the communal narcissist. That's someone who's uh, really, for example, really into um, social causes, but is always is <laughs> <laughs> always like uh, presenting themselves in using those causes. It's always like uh, this morning, I'm helping the poor. <laughs> and like making a photo and they like look like perfect in it and then the, the, in the background you can see yeah. the the poor people and stuff like that who, who use like that to to um be better than everybody else <laughs> so you might have a little bit of that but you're, you're not a narcissistic uh person that you don't you don't have that as a disorder we are a little narcissistic uh, uh she has she said like um, how she's got an interesting video about how narcissists are born, mm-hmm. and she says that's it's a lot about uh, uh, different factors that play into, and and even if you got them all, you don't necessarily become or get a narcissistic disorder. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, if um, some if you are like sad as a as a child, and your mother says to you. Oh, don't be sad. You make me sad when you're mm. sad, <laughs> or stuff like that. You know they make you know they make your emotions, your negative emotions. Like they they say that yeah. emotional abuse. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess I guess that's that's that. Yeah. Um, I kind of kind of feel like that happened to me one time or another, but not exactly like that. But um, uh, I think like. I think it was like sad, and then, then I had like this. Well, what what should I do about that? Like instead of like, oh, that's that's bad. That's uh, I'm sorry for that. Just like, what what should I do about that? Sounds like a you problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that. I I wish there was a, a snappy way to say that in German. <laughs> yeah, it does, just doesn't sound as good. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's definitely. I mean, you know, we've talked about that before. We have a very similar kind of how we ended up where we are. Mm. Um, that I feel like attacked on two angles of 
being actively criticized and thus trying to do, you know, well, that's the perfectionism that comes in. And of course, with perfectionism comes... Overcompensating, certain, basically. Yeah. With that comes both an insecurity and a pride. Hmm. Because I think, I mean, you have that too, right? The insecure narcissistic personality structure. Yeah. Um, she said like that, uh, what's it called? The anxious, anxious, like if you, you, you can be brought up secure or anxious, um, like relationship types. Mm -hmm. You have the uh, anxious something else. You know what I'm talking about. I sort of know what you're getting. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> and that's definitely like how we are brought up. We, we, we have this, this anxious. And I guess at the, the core of every narcissist is this um, insecurity about themselves. Oh, yeah. But that doesn't mean that you need to be, if you are... I went to see you. I went to see If you are... Um, insecure that you are a narcissist right yeah it's you, know, um, you, can, you can handle your insecurities in another way yeah the way i experience uh, my or how i you know make sense of it for myself is um that you know i mean i grew up with a very critical and narcissistic father mm. and so everything i would say you know would there would always be a danger of being criticized or being yelled at or mm. just or just being mocked yeah. um and so yeah that's that's where all that i'm not good enough comes from but to I've, yeah the way it makes sense to me uh, is that my brain to keep myself from completely falling apart because of that basically developed a protective narcissism Hmm. That through the efforts that then I made to not be criticized and all the efforts I put in on being the most perfect person I could possibly be, hmm. that there's a part of me that thinks, yeah, I am awesome and I work really hard on being awesome. And so, yeah, fuck all, everyone else. I am the best at everything. And hmm. so it, but it never for me took over completely. And I feel like that's uh, what may happen for other people who yeah. completely shut down the insecure part and only go into the narcissism to just be never questioning themselves, never having that 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 uh, really... I mean, it's a really painful um, struggle uh, to not feel good enough and to always wonder uh, is this the moment where i find out that yeah i'm gonna be ousted or i'm not worthy to survive mm. and all that stuff uh, and yeah I, I get why some people would want to shut that part off and just go 100 and i'm the only person who's right mm. everyone else is wrong that makes some sense but then maybe it was helped by uh i think we both have some anxious moms Mm -hmm. uh, and and yeah, I feel like that's where anxious attachment style, anxious something else, attachment style. Mm. Is a, uh, sorry, continue. But on. yeah, so this this thing where when you notice, oh God, yeah, yeah, and that's that's what is also emotional abuse, but which is a little bit still hard to wrap my head around sometimes. But uh, but yeah, basically the oversharing of emotion. 
um, that a child can't possibly handle yet. You know, if the parent can't handle the emotion, why would the child? But suddenly there we are. We're experiencing uh, a parent in distress. And of course, having to experience that feels like it's our job to fix it. And so I think it becomes both. Maybe through that there's a certain empathy, but there's also a... And then, of course, if you can, if you start to learn to regulate that, then that's all the more reason to be super into yourself because you're so empathic, even though it's kind of a toxic version of that. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Anxious avoidant. Ah. Mm -hmm. Anxious avoidant attachment style. If, if yeah, if if your parents, if you yeah, grow up with an anxious avoidant parents or one parent, mm. you yeah, you're in a greater risk to have these narcissistic tendencies. And yeah, of course we we had that. <laughs> but we also I think we also had like still like at least one loving parent, kinda. And that that prop might have protected us from going all the way. That's so that's the part that's so difficult to untangle because it feels like you have a more or like it feels like I have a more emotional connection with my mom than my dad. Mm. But to realize that that connection is also deeply abusive in its own way, like in a more subtle way. I always want to forgive my mom mm. and be mad at my dad. And in many ways, I think what my mom did with that not regulating herself and making me, you know, yeah. a, a child who has not developed the capacity for all these emotions, instead of teaching me to do that, she, she basically transferred her lack of being able to do that onto me. Yeah. And that is also like a very... It's a very complicated type of abuse because obviously I empathize with my mom and I love her and uh, I want her to be okay and everything. But that exact thing is is how the abuse basically works. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but you, yeah, and that's it's really important to be aware of that to not pass it on on the next generations. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, we gotta take responsibility for our own shit. That's just always the thing. Yeah. In that moment, neither of my parents did took responsibility for anything. No, they did not take responsibility for not having taught me the things that they wanted me to do and just yell at me for not already doing them, or they, um, yeah, just here deal with my shit. Yeah, I can't deal with my anxieties about stuff. You do it, and that's. Yeah. That is using a person, therefore abusing a person. <sighs> and now we have to fix them still. I guess we can't fix them anymore. We can just try to... No, it's, to I mean, we're both still working on that, aren't we? I was wondering about that, like reading more about narcissists and like... I don't know. If, like how much... How much... Um, work I want to put into like lecturing and like uh, healing my parents um, oh no like Dr. Dr. Ramini has also like a, a great he's a couple of good yeah, so many good videos but uh, <laughs> one uh, one about um, how narcissists um, or what happens when narcissists um, interact with authentic people mm -hmm. and she defines authentic an authentic person is someone who is aware of their weaknesses, mm -hmm. but not um, like 
um, pulled down by their weakness. They're not like anxious about like being incomplete because they have weaknesses. They're just aware of them and they accept them, accept themselves with their weaknesses. And they are aware of their strength, but they are not uh, using them to feel like better or like putting themselves above other people. They are just aware of their strength and weaknesses. And they're just very secure in how they are with both of them. And she said, like, the most authentic people she knows are people uh, that are 50 years or older. Mm. And she, she's of the opinion that, like, the, you, authentic people don't grow up authentic, that this is something you have to work on, mm. that you can become, that it takes time. And she herself says that she can see how much work she's done to get better and she can see that uh, that age plays a big role in, in finding authenticity. And an authentic, when an authentic person and a narcissist interact, the narcissist is cannot um, hurt the authentic person because every criticism of the weakness is accepted mm. by the authentic person. So, yeah, you're right. That's definitely something I could improve without like being hurt by that. And it makes the narcissists, of course, crazy. <laughs> but uh, like the, the, the narcissist will not be able to like uh, steal a conversation and, and put it and like focus on themselves when there is an authentic person because the authentic person knows, notices that and can in a, in a healthy uh, and uh, courteous way just like acknowledge, yeah, that's right, you've got a nice car. Uh, what were you saying again? <laughs> Just steer it back again. Um, yeah, I felt that was like really. Ah, that's that's what I want to. Where I want to head to. I want to become authentic. I want to learn how to accept comfortable with your weaknesses. Yeah, be comfortable and be comfortable with my strength because I'm comfortable with neither. <laughs> really? Yeah, I can't. I mean, you know that I'm not really comfortable with like people saying that I'm. Well, you're not, not comfortable ugly. with feedback. Um, yeah, I'm not comfortable because you feel like you 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 don't deserve it or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, because I don't, I'm not comfortable with my. Or I don't see my strength. Maybe that's that, or maybe you know. Hmm. Either way, it doesn't matter how you put it. I think there's there's work to be done. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, I can see like a goal. I can work mm. towards, and may, I will probably not arrive at it in this life but I don't uh, let's but we'll see that I don't believe that let's talk again in uh, when we're 50 well, because I I'm I feel like I'm already there what you described just now I was like hmm mm. so that's so that's something what what you can say about yourself so I can be so I can be proud because I am proud of my strengths sure it's not your narcissism coming out again <laughs> that, that's that's what I so always Sorry, kind of really accuse mean. myself really of. <laughs> no, but that's, that is very much what I accuse myself of a lot, just mm. to make sure that's not the case. Like I don't necessarily believe it, mm. but um, that's certainly something that I you know like to check in about every now and then, uh, just to be sure I'm on the right track. But in general, yeah, I am very comfortable with the many things I'm awesome at, and I'm also very comfortable with my shortcomings, and I'm very comfortable with working on them. Mm. Uh, actually, I crave it to some extent because I got into this rhythm of 
oh shit, yeah, I can fix that because I mean, obviously, you know, uh, despite uh, the narcissistic streak and the strong narcissistic streak uh, that I, you know, developed. I mean, just just so what you've got is like you've got phases. You're just like so confident about you as yourself and your work, and you're like, oh, I did this. You gotta listen to that song, and you gotta look at that. And it's just like, and you wear that even more. Like back in the day, you, you got like, like every new person that came in the group, you've got That's to show true. them everything. <laughs> oh, I miss that. But I, but I started to feel annoying, and to some degree, I'm you know. Oh, you were you were annoying too. Uh, I remember that you like. I remember you showed like uh, Luisa, like uh, the something salad finger video, and she's uh, really it not. The, it was the, the the thing with the dog. Um, it was from the same guy. Um, yeah, but she was she's not good with like where horror. He cuts off his, yeah, his she's, limbs too. Yeah, she was. Body. <laughs> she was really really disturbed by that. But of course, she couldn't tell you that. She she sat there and she just took it because she wanted to be. Sounds Cautious. like a you problem. <laughs> for sure, for sure, part of it, yeah. <laughs> or maybe because I try to, I try to be more. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's not, it's not that bad to be honest. It's just like, sometimes you, you overdo it. That's the thing. Uh, I mean, that's that's what being comfortable with your weaknesses means, right? Mm. I've, I, I think I stopped doing this thing still in a phase where I just uh, was really deeply self-loathing. Mm. Uh, but really, you know, that's sort of the where I had this breaking point where I looked at all the stuff that I hate about myself and realized none of this is that bad. Yeah, I'm sometimes annoying. I talk too much. I get mm. super intense about certain subjects that nobody cares about. But, uh, yeah, but so fucking what? <laughs> yeah. That's just... That's just me and, and yeah, my track record with friendships is pretty good because people seem to like me anyway. So why the fuck am I beating myself up that much? Um, and yeah, I mean, it's not an excuse for me to, to stop trying, but uh, I, yeah, it's, I do, I do feel that I've reached this point of a kind of contentment with the person that I am. That's nice. Well, I'm still looking. <laughs> But I feel like I'm getting closer every day a little bit, and no, I think like it like, is, and that's why I'm also saying like uh, like a pusha to you. I'm not gonna reach it in this lifetime because <laughs> yeah. it's like uh, yeah, just over the last year, I feel like so much has happened yeah. because we had a lot of intense conversations, and it's really like if we look yeah. back, um, you can definitely see like a like a really like a really visible, noticeable. Uh, change, hmm. you know, and so give it a couple more years and that's, that's solved. No, hmm. yeah, not 10 years, not Just 10, one, two, three, maybe maximum. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, well, we're, not, a year or we're two. never gonna step, stop growing, so of course not, but that's part of life. We just need to... to reach that point where we're comfortable with that, okay? I guess and that point that's maybe easier to reach than, than I think but i guess i think growth is still part of an authentic life no no of course so. <laughs> it's not like you it's not like you're there and then, then that's that and I, i'm sure like an authentic person isn't like 100 percent happy with strength it's just like they are secure enough that like the everyday interactions don't 
push him off the edge yeah. and let him fall into like excessive uh, narcissism or um, I don't know self-loathing. Maybe that's yeah the opposite. And I feel like I'm learning so much through this conflict I have right now as well. I mean, this is it's so fucking hard, and it's hard for everyone in our in in our flat, and we are all like really suffering. That's there's no getting around to that. Mm. I think I'm I'm doing a disservice like to people who are living in war zones, but I definitely get closer to understanding what's what it is to live under constant stress because that's something you I don't know that's something really really specific and different that I hadn't experienced before I mean I know I've I've lived like in stressful stuff but like having your home become a war zone even if it's just like um, emotional war zone Mm -hmm. this is something else Mm. Yeah, my hey, wife buddy. has a locked on. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> we missed some Georgia news, but well. yeah, I guess you can listen to it. <laughs> yeah, that's where we get all YouTube views, I think. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> At least one person working on our success on YouTube. <laughs> By the way, hit like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, we have a we have like a thing that I can. Oh yeah, do that. Yeah, I keep forgetting because there's n- <laughs> there's no people who actually need it. But <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's nice. I mean, I don't need that many viewers. I'm really happy with what we what we've got here. I mean, I think last episode wasn't wasn't our greatest, but yeah, that was a very tired one. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe we should like think about skipping it every once in a while. I don't know. Maybe. Sometimes we we have like a, a slow start and then it becomes really great. Yeah, because if you had asked me today, I would have wanted. I was thinking about I would like to skip it because I was tired and yeah. exhausted. Um, but you know, then we start talking and I wanted to skip it too, but just because I didn't, <laughs> I didn't want to. <laughs> but I did want to come over and like not be in my flat right now. And well, you can do that anyway. I'm so anxious. I'm not gonna force you to work. <laughs> I'm so anxious about like Sunday. Uh, Ugh, yeah. Because I think that's that's gonna be an, another fight. Mm. Well, I'm looking forward to next week when we find out all about it. Yeah. But speaking of contentment, uh, something that I've like kind of really like, what I'm cautiously excited about, but also Can so I... terrified. Yes. Just just for a second. Did you know you could order like ladybugs in huge quantities? I did not. Online? What would you do with them? Oh, release it in, in a room. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what were you saying? Maybe put in a hornet's nest or something. <laughs> well, I don't think you can order these. I'll look into it. Um, yeah, in terms of contentment, I've kind of... In the last weeks, I've reached sort of a level of being okay that I don't think I've experienced either for a while or maybe ever. Hmm. I mean, I kind of remember that when I was, you know, 
in my teens when I was like 16, the, the last few years of school. Um, I, I remember that, you know, I would chat with friends and like every day they would ask me, how are you doing? I would always answer with great and I meant it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I sort of remember that time, but I also know that must have been bullshit because obviously I was not okay. I just wasn't aware of how not okay I was. Mm, possibly. But still, I've now... I mean, I have these moments. And last Friday, for example, was one of these moments where, where I lost it again. Uh, so I wasn't doing so well last week. I mean, that's probably also part of why I was a little bit... Mm. Um, but yeah, there's... I I I I found like really prolonged phases of just feeling really good, <laughs> which is so weird. <laughs> like, yeah, you're making that face like feeling good. How oh, is wrong? that even possible? Something has to be serious. A lot really wrong for me to feel good. <laughs> it's it's like a there is like even. So I had this first, I think, after I watched Ted Lasso. Because after I watched it, you know, the next day I was just radiating, mm. you know, and um, I felt it. Somehow I feel like I've, I mean, you know, that helped, that helped for like a day or two. And then it dropped down again, but then it just came back. And um, I have this, it's almost like there's a like a warmth radiating through my body, it feels like. It's a very, very weird kind of sensation <laughs> and um you know then at times i i just lose it again you know like i don't know if it's the weather or if it's just that you need a kind of an ebb and flow of emotion well you always have like it's always waves i think but it doesn't have to be like this big that you like yeah, actually right. feel it maybe it is that um you know many years ago when i was uh, struggling you sent me a video like a ted talk of mm. uh, a buddhist monk who was talking about uh meditation being sort of about not about stopping negative emotion but sort of that there is always a high that you imagine it like an ocean there's always going to be waves there's peaks and valleys but the meditation is about raising the water level so that when it goes into a valley it doesn't scratch the floor it's just it's goes up and it feels like that might be what's happening now that i that i have peaks because the valleys aren't that bad i just kind of like mildly meh mildly miserable (laughs) nothing specific um, but just a sense of I'm not feeling so hot today Um, and those moments they always put me into a panic of Uh, um, is it coming back was this a fluke that I for two minutes was feeling okay Uh, because I feel like I'm it's even worse it's coming coming back (laughs) Did it never leave? And I just <laughs> did I lose it? Um, because it's it's weird. Because I feel like I don't have control over it necessarily. Although there seems to be some degree of control, because I do find ways to bring it back, but not in a way that I feel like I have a real blueprint for how to do it. Mm. Um, just. You know, the other day, uh, like last week, you know, uh, when I was feeling shitty, you know, then I saw, uh, sat down and I um, wrote a little concept stuff on my Metal Chaser novel. And the things that I came up with to just write character, right? Um, they were, they were really good. 
Like suddenly there were like connections and how these films fit together and things falling into place. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. And, and the way I make sense of it for me is that I, I'm okay in the now. As long as I can stay in the present, I am so good. Because yeah. right now, right? I mean, sure, there's many, many things to worry about that are going to be a problem in the future. But uh, right now, this minute, everything's fine. I think that's the trick. Except if you're living in a flat with a toxic... Exactly. So. Then, you, then, then you can't live in it now. Then you want to live somewhere else. That is... But yeah, that's definitely true. Because I couldn't do this while I was still living with my parents or anything. Yeah. Because that was horrible. Um, but I have my own space. It's small and shitty, but I like it. Um, I have no real problems. And that's too small, not too shitty either. <laughs> I mean... It's scrappy, I guess. As I make it work. Not huge. <laughs> I like your room. I like staying I, here. Yeah, I like uh, staying overnight. It is. Yeah. I I like it too. It's uh, it's a, uh, but that's a thing. I, I like being here, and um, you know we, you know after all the talks we had in recent months, you know there's a lot of pressures that have gone away. A lot of big problems um, I have tackled. So there's nothing that is very immediate right now. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Like, where am I going to get money? Um, there's going to be a baby entering my family soon that uh, nobody's going to take care of but me. And I don't have, I mean, us, uh, me and my wife. Um, so, yeah, okay. And how are we going to afford that? Because we can barely afford our own lives. Um, and there's no other family to help. And But that's future me problem you know and and i even feel in a way like pro they're probably not that big just if you look into the future and you see all the problems that you will have to deal with then it feels like having to solve them all at once which is too much for anyone to handle but if you take them step by step day by day then it's not that big of a problem because you can handle a piece of it sure you can solve it all at once you can do it. You can iterate through all the problems. Yeah. And I mean, I told you about the, the book Bird by Bird, I think, maybe at some point. It's a great book. can recommend to everyone. I'm and not sure. It doesn't ring a bell immediately. It's, about, it's, it's, it's by a really great uh, writer. And she, um, she tells about a story about um, her little brother having to to do like a school thing mm -hmm. like a lexicon of birds and stuff and he he waited too long until like the last day or something and he's like freaking out and asking his father like how am i going to do this how can I, how should i finish this and he says easy bird by bird mm. and yeah it's an awesome book it's a really small one really like if you want to have some um motivation for writing and like so if we can borrow if, if you're yeah, interested yes it is also yeah that is very much also this senseless struggle that i have with writing that i not just want to make the process of writing a word at a time going over it again and again until it's good i want to write the perfect book right from the start and that doesn't work That's how you get writer's block, trying to write well. Yeah. It just doesn't work. <laughs> same, same with coding. I mean, I want to... Oh, yeah. like I, I worked on the intro 
and I, I had like really trouble starting it because I knew what I wanted to have, but I didn't really know how to do all of it. And I, I consciously had to say like, okay, I, I'm going, just going to start with how will Kevin go into the room? That's the first thing I do. Okay, now I got that. How can he just fade in? That's the second thing. So how can I move the red? How can I add uh, the thief? How can I add the movie? Uh, what's that? Uh, the letterboxes. The letterboxes, right. Uh, oh, now I'm finished. Well, that's not... Yeah. It wasn't that hard, but... Because it's step at a time you can do. Doing it all at once, impossible. impossible. Yeah. It's so silly how we are, you know. I mean, I guess we have been trained to view it that way. Yes, why would we otherwise? Mm. To just as a problem that we have to solve all at once. And so you don't even start because it's humanly impossible to do that. And it's like, like looking at a book and, and deciding, like, how can I read all that in just <laughs> one second? And then just not starting. That is... Yes, that is exactly it. So yeah, in the now it's fine, but I notice that sometimes, even if it's not um, very overt, that I don't know that I'm worrying about something, but just my brain is working. And, uh, and it skips around, and it's not like, you know, when I have like my really bad rumination phases where I just can't turn my brain off, but it's, mm. it's there, and it does ruin my day a bit. And... and Obviously, I'm aware of this, but that's why I get scared, because I am aware of this, and I want to pull myself back out of that and be in the present, but I don't really know how, how it works, how I can do this. Uh, even when I try to meditate, um, it doesn't necessarily help, uh, and then whatever I try to do... Uh, and then there's like small things, like for example, the writing that day worked. The other day, uh, you know, like two days ago or something, I also had like a bad, bad, immediate, a meh day. Mm. <laughs> um, and I sat down to write, but it didn't really help. I mean, I was good and I was really like happy with all the things I came up with, but it didn't change the slight undercurrent of anxiety that I had. Mm. And then, you know, some time later in the night, I was like, okay. What I usually like to do when I am in these phases is to just reminisce about, you know, times that I enjoyed or something and then look through old stuff and then I'm trying to do that with things that I don't look at as often because they are my favorite, like all the videos uh, of my travels that I made. I've watched them so much that... Because uh, you never do stuff like that. No? Yeah. I don't reminisce at all. Why? I don't know. I like the life that I've led and I like to look at it. Yeah, that sounds really <laughs> healthy and good. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, my favorite piece is, you know, I have worn out. <laughs> but then I found, you know, some some old just uh, almost journal type just writing and I read through it and it was not, there weren't any insights in it. I was looking at it like, oh, wow. You know, uh <laughs> Clearly, I have only half an idea of what's going on with me, but uh, somehow that suddenly, you know, kind of snapped it back into that I'm feeling good again, and it, mm. and it sticks. And I don't know why, and that's why I feel like I don't have control over it, and that's why I panic when it doesn't work, because I don't know how to do this, that I can 
get myself like even when I tell myself yeah there's an ebb and flow and sometimes you just have to feel the feel I'm just too panicked about it yeah. to like really let myself do that it's like like riding a bike you're like oh no no I don't understand why, why I'm not falling over and then you start to panic you just gotta <laughs> not think about it too much maybe it's strange but it's it's nice. I do hope that this is like a consistent thing that I just am now learning to like really just stay here and trust myself that I can, yeah, that I can handle things. I don't need to worry about them before they happen and that I can trust that I won't forever feel the way that I feel. Yeah. And that's always been my problem that I in the state that I'm in, I can never like really truly remember other states. Yeah. And that's especially of course problematic when there's a depressive phase or something and then it feels like it's always been this way, it will always, always be this be way. way. And, ah. yeah, that's really that's really fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Speaking of that writing, um I feel like I'm kind of killing it with my with my new job. Oh, uh, new job? You got wait, what's going on there? Um, Give me a quick heads up. I just uh, like to evolve with myself <laughs> lately. So the the job that you get me, you know, I get it immediately well, more I or less. Didn't get you. Just, well, you alerted I me to pointed you in the direction. <laughs> you got that. Well, all I did was, yeah, I can do it. And then, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, well, the thing is with that is that they're applying for funding. Hmm. So um, I haven't talked to them about how comfortable they are about uh, talking specifics. So I'm going to keep it generic. Hmm. Uh, but, yeah, they're applying for funding. And that's basically right now we're just preparing the, the application. And then we'll see you know, in three months if we have the money. Um, but, yeah, uh, for that... It's it's a very interesting project. Um, like I said, I'm not sure if uh, if they're comfortable with me talking about the specifics, but uh, it it has a lot of overlap with uh, with also what I'm trying to do with the foundling. So there's like mm. you know, and she was explaining to me what what the idea is, and everything. I was like, okay, that sounds familiar. And that sounds familiar. And that's also something I'm doing. And that is the same setting. And that's that. That it was like this was like made for me to get involved with yes. it's like exactly my sensibilities it's exactly the thing that i know how to do and yeah. um and yeah and right now i was basically I'm, I'm kind of like script consulting um and and yeah so they walked me through the idea they had that i wanted to develop and uh, you know, i asked a bunch of questions just to figure out what exactly is still a part of that that is important to them so mm. that uh you know, when I suggest fixes, it's still in line with what they're trying to do. Because obviously you can, yeah, fix holes in a story or make sense of things in a million ways. But, uh, yeah, to make sure that it's still expressing uh, that core idea that they're after. And then I just did that. And I just pitched a fix that they loved. And I started writing more about other characters and all. And there's so much stuff coming together. And it's, uh, it's incredibly exciting. I'm excited about the project. I am. Oh, that's nice. It makes me happy. <laughs> and I'm also just so like 
fuck yeah, I am so good at this. People <laughs> don't even know how good I am at this. <laughs> Everyone should hire me as a script <laughs> consultant because I'm incredibly good at this. <laughs> I can write you an amazing story that is exactly what you wanted. Not something that I want, but although, I mean, that is what worked out here, that that's exactly the kind of story that I wouldn't want to tell with a lot of trauma and a lot of you know, politics and... <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's uh, so that's cool. I'm I'm very pleased also because that's my um, I feel like that's my weakest area, the whole character development stuff. But I've been like just killing it on in that department recently, and I am just psyched. Mm. <laughs> that's that's good to hear. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could do some game design consulting. Well, someday, I guess. Well, I mean, right now they're um, they're playing for well, basically script development, mm. and then afterwards there's this kind of like prototype development and everything. And uh, I think uh, they're still looking. Like so, I think we, you know, if the stage gets approved, we can also be more involved in the next stages. Neat. Mm. You know, sometimes as things come together. And work out quite well. Yeah, also really nice people, and uh, I know I also really like that it's very like open. We already like talked about our various uh, psychological hangups uh, <laughs> yes. and stuff, yes. and it's so, so it's a very comfortable your people. <laughs> yeah, it's a very comfortable, very uh, accepting. Um, we're basically all in the same boat. Kind of nice. type of thing, and that's it's uh, really Isn't that great. Huh? That is really nice, and I get to be in the position of just saying all the time, "Don't worry, we can do this. Don't stress yourself too much," which <laughs> is my favorite position to be in. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I don't have to stress, but I can tell other people not to stress. <laughs> yeah, good at that as well. I can attest to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it if if stuff like comes together like that. I mean, I it's, it's got... really weird, like just how much, you know, maybe, maybe off camera, yeah. I'll tell you just how much that came together. It's like, like how, how is this so perfect? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just had that like yesterday when we, when we installed the lock at the door, like, <laughs> how perfect is it that she couldn't be to 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 repair that fucking lock and I was able to repair it just in a matter of minutes with my uh, flatmates helping. I guess I could have done it alone, but it went quicker with their help. And yeah, it was like the perfect thing to do at that evening. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> things just work out, but they kind of always do. I think that's the trick in and believing that. Later. Yeah. Belief. I mean, literally nothing that has happened in my life, even the bad parts, are things that I really feel like were all that terrible. Like, they led me here, and I'm very happy where I am. I guess it could have been worse. Worse. Yeah. It could have been worse, but even worse. I mean, it's a challenge that you can deal with yeah. I mean, there's, there's an interesting um, 
video essay I've seen lately about um, Bojack Horseman and about one character who's like at the end, pretty much at the end of the of the whole show she starts to she does she wants to she's a writer and she finally like got out of her whole shit um, uh, jobs she had before mm -hmm. she gets on antidepressants finally she's got uh, like a um, healthy relationship and she's trying to write her autobiography mm -hmm. and she can't she's completely writer's block and she freaks out at, at one point um, and she says to another character I have to write this book because if all my trauma doesn't end like in me being able to write a good book, what was it for? You know, because there's this idea that like your trauma can be used to create great books or just great art. But that's not always the case. And in the end, she writes something else. Yeah. And of course, your trauma will always be a part of that in, in some way. But you don't have to make this like the center mm. of, of the stuff. Uh, yeah, so while I can see your point there, I want to stress that having trauma isn't like, will not make you creative or just. Um, Oh, of course not. You know, it's not like something you can. You, it's not something you, you you can excuse or you have to find a way to make money out of. Trauma can just like be, you know, pulling you down and making things more difficult for you. Um, on the other hand, there's the <laughs> what I saw in, in Ted Lasso. <laughs> the, the was it a Dutch saying um, that every disadvantage in your life can be an advantage too mm. I guess there, there's something in there it gives you another perspective I guess yeah. but yeah uh, Winston says if you're persistent enough it will work out in the end if you give up then it will go south and I would actually disagree with that I mean I, I think that's true in a if you look at an isolated uh, event you know um, that sure if you follow through on a project then the project will come to fruition. If you give up, then it won't. But uh, in terms of like just the life we live, I think nothing is ever wrong. If that makes sense, like everything we do, we make we do the only way we can do that. So it is always the right way because it couldn't happen a wrong way. You know, like deaths, mm. everything that happens happens the only way it can happen. Therefore, it is always right. And sure, I mean, you know, 10 years ago, I thought by now I would be a famous director or something. <laughs> that hasn't happened, but that doesn't mean that I'm unhappy with what has happened because it's the only thing that could have happened, if that makes sense. I guess I can agree in that everything that happens, happens, and... You know, right or wrong is just like a definition we, we use to label stuff. And you can label it either or. 
mm-hmm. depending on the perspective you have on, on stuff. So I might have, I, have I think it's a it's a perspective thing, and I, I don't I don't see any value in thinking like oh god every, it, everything went wrong. And I think we have like <laughs> I think uh, like our psychology is is such that if something happens for us, we automatically reason that this was good for that was a good thing for <laughs> us mm-hmm. to keep us sane. And I think that's a really good thing. It's it's a really healthy way. Uh, to approach that because you can't change the past so you can only look at the the positive that came out of it despite all the suffering that okay. maybe is there too in the end every experience is character development you know there's there's a lot of dumb yeah. things that i did a lot of mistakes that i made a lot of mm. people that i hurt along the way and i'm not happy about that but uh it was part of me learning to be the person I am today. And every dumb thing that I'm going to do and every mistake I'm going to do is going to be how I'm going to learn to be the person that I'm going to become. And yeah. so all of this is fine. You know, when my first big relationship of eight years ended, that was like, my life is over. Mm. I will never be happy again. And now it's like, you know, I just love the experience, even if it's not in a, you know, storybook kind of way of i met my high school sweetheart and we were married for 80 years or something like that mm-hmm. yeah and i feel like even my life is richer for it you know i would actually not want that any differently now hmm. like if i had stayed with my girlfriend back then i would have missed out on so much of what life has to offer yeah and so the bad stuff is also good and that's part of why I'm so comfortable with all the uncomfortable stuff. Because yes. I just um not scared of the bad things anymore. I'm just like all I need to do is make sure that my needs are met and that I communicate those and that I, you know, work on yeah, getting that. That I don't, mm. you know, like not ex that I don't accept like terrible treatment and you know, like not accepting a roommate. Like you have just because oh my god what if I say something and they don't you know this mm. this this thing we overcome all these uh, and it's good yeah, these it's challenges fun. are good in the end lessons learned and even if you lose something that's just the price the price you paid for that lesson yeah I mean but, you just said it that you you feel like this this challenge is really like helping you yeah. become more yourself I guess so I have to I I, I stress that part as well to help myself mm. from overcoming all the the negative that comes with that sure um, no i mean it's not easy no, it yeah. doesn't mean that it's always fun but it's always it's not bad because development is always good i think that that's a really a rough uh, philosophical debate um, that will lead to the holocaust and then you, you will have to argue why that was a good experience and why, you know, that's why I I, I I pull back there and say, like, everything that happens, happens. And you you have the bad, but you also have some good you can pull out of that. And, and we are wired to concentrate on the good for our own benefit. But it doesn't, like, excuse anything that happened. That's, oh, no, no, no. This is not that yeah. is not meant to be an excuse. Like, I'm not saying the Holocaust was great because it gave us great character development or anything. Yeah. Um, 
I just feel like it's... No, I don't want to comment on the Holocaust. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> we, we get into some muddy territory there, but I still feel like on a personal level... Um, I guess you can talk about yourself and then, then we can like side sidestep the, that whole issue because that always comes up when, when we talk about this philosophy about everything that happens happens for a reason. You know? I, I guess that's a deeply, deeply nuanced point uh, that has to be made there because um, I mean the systems that allow for all the terrible things that are happening in the world they're there and that we learn about them and that they you know that we i mean i wish they weren't there but i guess to get to the point where we can root out the the horrible horribleness that exists we have to see it in some way i don't know this is this is too big too but mm. uh yeah yeah, keep it small. <laughs> on a yes, on a personal level, I feel like I am, um, and sure, I worry about you know the coming climate wars and all that stuff, and how am I gonna be uh, uh, managing all that? Um, when when am I gonna end up in a camp and have to think about how this is also great for me? <laughs> Such um, great character work. Out. <laughs> Leave me be. Yeah. <laughs> um. Huh. But yeah, I, I I just feel like there is there is a this whole how we categorize things and good and bad mm. and stuff. It's that's it's not an, it's not real really. That's just yeah. how we categorize things. But Definitely. really, everything happens the only way it can happen, and therefore there's no judgment on that because it's the only way it can happen. Mm. And I find comfort in that. Yeah, I guess you can find comfort for yourself in that. Uh, you can't really proclaim it for every experience, but... Uh, no, I'm not like, saying therefore yeah, your experience were great for you. You know, know, if you have been terribly abused, I'm not saying, isn't it great that you were abused? <laughs> wow, I'm so glad that you were abused. <laughs> that's not that's not the thing, yeah. but, um, you know, I'm also not glad that I was abused, but the abuse certainly created... It did create an empathy. It did create sort of a yeah. uh, look on the world and a compassion um, and a passion for you know doing better. And I'm yeah, it, it led me to meet a great many amazing people. Mm. It led me to a great many uh, experiences, even if some of them really sucked. But in the end, it's all good. Yeah, I see. I see. I see. Um, it's just especially like when I read like Wendell's statement that if you persist enough, it'll work out in the end. If you give up, then it will go south. I immediately think about uh, my 10 year relationship mm -hmm. and that went south, even though I persisted <laughs> and I guess I could have persisted some more, but I don't think it would have made it better. I well, think sometimes there, it's out of your hand. I think there are, there are a lot of times where giving up is the right decision. And sure. I think I should have done that earlier. And I don't think I've learned a lot out of like two years more doing the same thing there, you know? Okay, yes. Um, but you learned a lot of uh, out of that relationship. 
and then you learned a lot of out of the next one and the next one is going to be you know better yeah. <laughs> and so all of these steps were necessary because you couldn't have started with the perfect novel that's true I couldn't have started like in a perfect relationship right away because I just wasn't there and I'm not there yet either but I'm way farther ahead than I was 20 years ago yeah so I think that much is true um but yeah giving up i think is, is also like a really valid and valuable thing that you should keep open <laughs> yeah it's uh, the old internet trick if you want some people to talk about something just state the, the opposite and they will <laughs> or yeah yeah definitely um also like giving up contract work for example i think was really great but of course doing all that contract work also gave me a lot of experience um, not also not not only how <laughs> bad contract book is but also like about narcissistic people and yeah. it was a step in your development that you needed to be the person that you are today yeah because without that step how would you get there that's how we that's how we get boring as movies because they skip all the logical steps of how we arrive at places <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true Ah, now in the end, you know, and I'm, I, I feel like I'm not often agreed with in that regard, but I'm just really excited about experience, no matter what it is. Mm. <laughs> and I'm always like, but aren't you, but aren't you amazed you at being able to do these things and experience these things? Isn't it, isn't it kind of awesome? I feel like we need to, to go jogging sometime again. <laughs> oh, that's that, that was a wonderfully terrible experience that taught me to never do that again. So I'm very grateful for that. <laughs> no, but that's, that's really why I like to go where it hurts. Because that's new experience. It's interesting experience. You always learn something from it. Oh, yeah. And most of the time you discover that actually it's not as bad as you feel. And you're stronger than you thought. Yeah, you can handle shit. That's, that's, that's what we've learned, I think, a lot. That we are, in fact, stronger than we, we thought we are. So, Menace says, to be real, I think it is always good to look at your decision and think how it will benefit you or your goals. And if you had nothing that is relevant, it might be time to quit. Oh, yeah, sure. That's, I mean, this is... That sounds good. I mean, this, this thing is more of an analysis thing than a prescriptive thing. Yeah. Mm. Um, of course, there's still you still have to... I mean, that's the thing, right? Uh, I mean, I'm fully on board with determinism. I'm, I'm a big believer in it. Yeah. Before I even knew not. what the... <laughs> no, but, it, but it's true, because things can't happen different. <laughs> we are ruled by by physical, biological, chemical laws. We are not... We are at a point where we can say that with certainty. This is one of reasonable lot of certainty. Hypno, hypno, uh, hypos, hypothesis? Yeah, theories, I mean. <laughs> very shaky theories. <laughs> I don't think it's that shaky. I yeah. mean, gravity is not a very shaky theory. Sure, yeah, something it's not really different. <laughs> very different. Mm, is it, though? You can't compare it at all. No. I think you can. I mean, look. A roll of a dice... Is not random, right? It is. It is absolutely not. It is one hundred percent not random. Yeah, well, agree to disagree then. How is it random? 
because of uh, quantum physics and the numbers don't suddenly change on the dice no but uh, the way the, you throw it the surface it lands on the air resistance all that it feel it's too complex to feel determinable and it is not determinable but it is still determined by physical laws it is but um, part of of these uh, factors have random elements nope they have nope we don't under we may not understand them but they all it doesn't it's not random it's not random well it is too complex for us to understand but that doesn't mean it's random doesn't mean that's that it's determined either it is we absolutely don't determined. know we just don't know it's absolutely it is like a it's like code. Your code doesn't randomly do something else. It does exactly what it was programmed to do. And that's the only way it can function. That's not true either. Because stuff in your uh, PC can go wrong. And then it does something else. Oh, that has nothing to do with the code. That has to do with your PC. Whether the code and even why your PC run is something. And even and because bugs. why your PC is being weird is also not random. It is because of something. Everything is everything is deterministic, but in your opinion, <laughs> it is it is one hundred percent everything is deterministic. But that doesn't mean that we can. You still have to think about stuff, and you still have to put in an effort. You know, you can't say just because everything's predetermined in a way, therefore I stop doing things and I still get what I want, because you still have to put in the effort. So it doesn't really matter that it's predetermined you still have to actually take the actions to arrive at the point you, that you want if you lie down and do nothing then it's predetermined that you go lie and do nothing and die so exactly it doesn't help you in any way you still have to do the things for yeah. sure on that part we we can agree well we're close to our time is there anything else we need to talk about? Check out the Epic Store, because today we've got another good one, I think. What's it's that? Uh, the Lion's Story? Song? Song, yeah. The Lion's Song, yeah, that's it. Ah. Some cool um, adventure puzzle game, I think. I haven't played it, but uh, pixel art looks amazing. I have played the first three episodes out of four, I think. Yeah, um, and it is it is very pretty. They're short um, and digestible, and it's it's cool topic. Just neat. Right? It's Austria. Yeah, it's different um, historical figure like historical setting, and you play. Uh, figures there and experience what they would experience there. I think. If I'm not wrong, uh, that sounds pretty cool. I see Red King's Lair is already live and still commenting. Nice. That's commitment. I appreciate it. <laughs> what uh, What are you playing today? Okay, meanwhile, let me fire up the thingy. Thief 2 again. Ah, Thief 2. All right. Yeah, because you guys are working on a thief inspired project and are doing research for it if i understood that correctly and so playing all of them stealth games and also recently resident evil mm. 
Yeah, I missed it. Which looked uh, interesting, but there were way more werewolves than I expected. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's 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 such a weird thing. So you you were playing in German, right? Um, and I just find the German dubbing so bad. Like not not that it's badly done or anything, just German acting is just through the yeah. board so unbearably unnatural. And I don't know how we got to this point that every every German performance is so they don't talk like we talk right now. You know? They don't talk like we talk to each other. It's always this kind of weird yeah. diction and this weird kind of phrasing and they say every word perfectly and use perfect grammar like nobody actually does and yeah i think i mean german acting is is bad it's so but bad. german dubbing is even worse oh, how do you... oh it really says it fits the game though well i don't know i was watching and i was cringing and was kind of pulled out by how bad mm. it is <laughs> i just there's a and the thing is, I can even imagine how much better it sounds in English. <laughs> yeah, though. And I was thinking, maybe it's a translation. Like, because it's in English and German, if you speak natural German, it doesn't fit natural English mm. in terms of just how long the sentences are or something. Then maybe that is the problem. So you have to say, oh, oh, yeah, ich wurde damals... Anyway, wait, is it, ah, this is open, so maybe for a quick, quick look, that's not it, give me a second, there we go, epic, epic, the lion song, mm. it's also really cheap in any case, 8 euros, mm. I really like that, I don't know why, but Pixel graphics, I enjoy so much more than anything else. Yeah, and it has this nice color palette. This kind yeah, of beige and reddish. Sepia style, right? Mm. So yeah, you get like all four episodes. Yeah, I think I got it when the second one came out, so I don't know the last two yet. Hmm. Yeah, it also has a nice soundtrack, as far as I remember. It's been some years since I played this. But, uh, oh yeah, the mathematician, I don't know yet. Closure. Mm -hmm. Well, I like me some trains. <laughs> I like me some closure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, get. Get me this. All right. Um, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Then thank you guys so much for joining us. Yes. As always, we will probably lurk in Red King's stream for a bit. Um, let me do the read thingy. You know, maybe that's a command I can give. Well, not Redling. Redling. <laughs> Redling is also. Redling's layer. Yeah, Redling's care. <laughs> uh, 
That's a, that's a command I should give Sven, so I don't have to type it out. Mm -hmm. For our various streamer friends. Yeah. When is you're yeah. also gonna stream soonish, right? You started eight, if I remember correctly. Yes, eight. Ah, yes. Well then, uh, enjoy your streams. Ah, Among Us today. Nice. Um, yeah. Yes. So, thanks for joining us. It was a fun time, even though I didn't feel like doing it today. Like, share, and subscribe. Join the Discord. It's nice to give that spiel to the people who already do all of that. Just like the flow of it. Oh, wow. Yes, of course that would work. Why would I admit that? Very nice. Thank you. And we will see you next either week. lurkishly or next week. So have a good time. Bye bye. 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 Wait, I have to press that button okay. and I have to stop it. Okay. So bye. bye. bye.